good evening one and all welcome to another episode of when people listen the podcast thank you so much for tuning in tonight i'm your host lanisha and y'all we are on episode 10 finally (laughs) a lot has been going on especially this month but thank you again y'all for tuning in Um, As always, shout out goes to Onyx Urban Radio by way of Onyx Urban Media Group, which speaking of, we had the Onyx Urban Media Awards on October 15th. Yo, listen, I hope you guys, for those of you that were able to make it could come, it was phenomenal. And I was nominated for Writer of the Year, and I actually won the award, you guys. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh, you guys. So it was the first award of the night, and yo, I really did not expect to win it at all. But you guys showed up and showed out during the voting, and apparently... We had quite a bit of votes. So thank you all so much that voted for me in that category. And shout out to everyone that was nominated, all of the actual winners. The performances were crazy. They were so good. The Lifetime Achievement Award segment was amazing. The Dana Lucci Award segment, beyond, beyond amazing. So everything was just great. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. And it felt good, if I'm honest, to be around just black content creators, whether it was artists, podcasters, writers, whoever, like it felt so good. You could feel just the, it it felt a lot like family. Like it was just one big family in one room and it was amazing. So again, shout out to Onyx Urban Media Group as a media broadcasting company overall shout out to Keisha Lovely Austin who is the owner you did that the awards were amazing now that we've covered that don't forget tonight while you're listening in you can always text our text number during the broadcast of this podcast 910-407-4077 simple number right not too hard i hope it's not too hard i made sure it was an easy one for y'all but for real we'd love to get your feedback any type of conversational content to text the number even if you want access to prior episodes that are streaming on apple Podcasts as well as spotify you can always text that number for a specific episode or if you want the whole repertoire that we have out so far. So tonight we are going to talk about therapy and the stigma that exists for black people in regards to seeking help and counseling because even though we've made plenty of strides as far as different issues in the black community that are talked about and are becoming more comfortable and more accepted 
discussing mental health there's still a really 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 big stigma on the process of actually going to therapy and getting the help that we need and deserve I've stated in prior episodes and I'll say it again us as a people we've been through a hell of a lot and this is honestly going to be a really big again transparent and unscripted conversation the reason why I feel that we shouldn't have a stigma on getting help is because we've spent so long without the help and going as long as we have without the help has caused not just mental anguish but physical anguish in the body I've talked about before where trauma not only stays in your mind, but it also harnesses itself in your body. And when you have it unreleased, it plays out into different ailments and issues. I've talked briefly about that in some prior episodes. I'll do my best to make sure I post which episodes I talk about illnesses in particular, but I've listed quite a few, especially from just anxiety alone now depression plays a big part in different bodily issues too but I did in one specific episode I can't remember off the top of my head so again I'll make sure to post it as well but there's so many things we're talking thyroid issues digestive system issues obviously mental illnesses can progress Heart issues, high blood pressure, having strokes, technically speaking, even dementia or Alzheimer's can be an aftermath of dealing with mental issues or at least not getting the proper attention needed from mental issues throughout the majority of life or at least when we needed them. So me, I know for a fact that going to therapy took me a long time to process and accept because I didn't want to admit or face the truth that I'm not as strong as I think I am, or at least back when I first started, that was my thought process. I didn't feel comfortable admitting that I was weak because in our culture, and our community, admitting you're weak means that you're no good to, to anything, really. You're no good for work. You're no good for your, your family. You're no good for your children. You're no good to be in ministry if you're a Christian believer that's active in the church. So even though... I had church as an outlet, you know, I had different things like writing as an outlet. It could only benefit me so far. So when it comes to the outlook on going to therapy, I feel that we have to look at it from a holistic perspective, especially if you are a Christian. Because people will downplay, even some Christians sadly still downplay getting therapy and getting help in that right. But it's absolutely necessary.
church helps the spiritual. And of course, being a believer, we know that a lot of things that happen in the natural, of course, occur first from the spirit. But we still have to deal with the aftermath that plays into the natural. And so you need natural help for a natural problem. Makes sense, right? Okay, just making sure I'm not crazy. Um, so with that being said, I think we need to take into account the process that we'll need to endure to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Now, I've definitely mentioned that in a prior episode as well. And when that concept was introduced to me, ever since that concept and mindset was introduced to me, I was able to open my mind to a lot of different things, things that help grow me into the person that I am today. A lot of those processes, though, were not comfortable. I'm not going to lie. They didn't feel good. In fact, the aftermath of dealing with unprocessed trauma is very similar to being exhausted. Like I, even after therapy sessions, y'all, I have gone like a couple days where I'm kind of on this, I don't want to say autopilot zone, but I go to work, I do the bare minimum, and then I feel exhausted sometimes just because I've been afforded that opportunity to process and do the work. It takes a lot, not just from the mind, but from the whole body. And in order to tap into things that we've never handled, our body needs to recover from those things. So I'll definitely say that during my process of getting and seeking help, from a therapist even though it wasn't comfortable it definitely was beneficial I didn't necessarily see quote-unquote benefits right off the bat I mean to a degree I did a lot of the times because just talk therapy helps relieve some of the pressure that we have emotionally but I've seen a lot of long-lasting effects from getting therapy a sense, a better sense rather, of self, self-love, self-care, implementing that on a regular basis, accepting the vulnerable part of me and the strong part of me and understanding that I can be both. Accepting that not all things in life are gonna go my way and doing my best to control how I respond or how I act in response to different situations that come up in life. This is just me. But sometimes, even while you're going to therapy, because of the stigma that Black people have placed on it, you almost can't tell everybody that you're going through it. So if you're going through that journey or you're considering it, just because people are going to be people we all know how that goes if you have your trusted tribe that you go to that accepts you for you and understand where you are in life but also where you're going and where you've come from tell them and that's it if I can advise anything regarding therapy just tell them (laughs) 
because sometimes even though you want people to be happy and accept the progress that you're making in your life you can't expect and get the validation from people first because you're going to need that validation for yourself that assurance that all, all, all of that mainly assurance you're going to want to make sure that you pour into your cup and fill you back up because after doing that intense work in therapy which it does get intense sometimes again that recovery process takes a minute and so you can implement things like self-care or shoot if you've never gone on a vacation go on a vacation go on outings just you taking yourself out on dates spending time doing things that you love fills up your cup man I'm and it's I wish I could explain this better and I'm doing my best to but as a Christian as a person that's really big on just wellness overall I do believe that God wants us to be whole w-h-o-l-e in every area of our lives not just the spiritual so there are some you know what I'm saying where you have different things where you feel like money is a problem regarding therapy I understand that too to my knowledge there are a few sources out there that offer financial aid I believe for digital therapeutic and counseling services um, and you can look those up but you can also research free sources that are in your community which most of the time there are some especially different meetings and groups with people that have gone through similar things than you so maybe you've battled addiction before and you're doing your best not to relapse because maybe there's some new stresses in your life maybe you've been through some sort of abuse throughout your life whether it was childhood abuse physically or sexually um, or older maybe you've been through something but you just don't feel like you have the space to talk about it and feel safe and feel understood in most communities they do offer some type of service in some way that allow you to come to different meetings and I know that's weird I know it's weird I think everybody processes things and takes their time to be around other people to talk about their issues but it almost kind of works because you're talking to a stranger you're not talking to people that you know you're not amongst people that know you like ultra personally so that's always an avenue to consider my therapist tells me to write in a journal like I have an emotion journal so even when things overwhelm me just day to day or week by week I have a journal that I literally write out my emotions about different things so that it just relieves the pressure a lot of times when we're talking about mental illness or mental health issues our body gets accustomed to us walking around with a whole bunch of pressure in our mental and there's a saying that pressure busts pipes or something to that effect I hate that I'm saying it wrong but too much pressure is going to disrupt something 
So with that in mind, we have to make sure that we're relieving the pressure in some case. Again, like I said before, incorporating some self-care, doing some things that you love to do, getting serotonin going in your body really, really, really helps. And if you can't find the time to make time for you, I almost gave you an excuse. See, look at there. Look at you. You almost fell for it. No, for real, make time for you, please. Now I'm kind of fussing and going into mama mode. Make time for you, please. And thank you. I don't care if it's reading a book for 10 minutes a day or maybe other day. What, whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe it's going to a park with a body of water and you're just staring at the water and breathing in nature's air. I don't know what self-care looks like for you because self-care is based on your interests or what things relax you. So you have to take that time to figure out what would be self-care for you. But for sure, please make the time. If you can make time for everything else and everyone else, you certainly can make time for you. Love you. I really mean it. (laughs) I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I love you. Whoever you are, whoever's listening, understand that you guys are not alone. This process technically has been a process that I've been going through for two, almost three years, I believe. I think it's just been two years. Going on three. Next year, it'll be three years in January. Um, And that's because I had to switch therapists, all this good stuff, and I had a brief period where I didn't have one, and then found another one that's been really, really helping me, so that's that but for sure I don't understand I guess I do understand to a degree but again kind of going back to my initial statement here we've spent so much time not talking about our feelings not talking about our emotions not handling things in a healthy way being in unhealthy relationships being an enduring unhealthy friendships dealing with heavy toxicity dealing with constantly being abused whether it's verbally emotionally or sexually being manipulated like just all these things black people have endured so much and it's almost like a weird catch-22 because we want to be seen Whether we want to admit it or not, most black people still want to be seen as strong people, but we want people to also understand when we lash out, quote unquote, or when we have those weak moments and it's like, okay, you have the ability to be both, but with proper balance and healthy mindsets. We are able to be strong and we're able to be vulnerable. But we can't look at vulnerability as weakness. I feel that if anything, vulnerability is a strength because you're brave enough to take off the layers, to take down the walls 
and to be authentically yourself. The more we're ourselves, the more that we're able to learn who we are and the more we're able to honor who we've been created to be. Everyone is different. I'm not saying that everybody is the same and Lord knows everybody does not think like me. But overall, I think it'd be really beneficial if we would stop looking at therapy as a last resort and make it a first, especially when you notice that not only your mental is being affected, but your body in different areas starts showing symptoms of things you've never endured. But we can't necessarily listen to our body if we're stressed out all the time. (laughs) So we have to get to a place where we're at peace, where we're good, where we're actually striving and thriving so that we're able to notice different things going on with us. Because that's how chronic illnesses actually happen. We've been dealing with something for a long period of time. We don't get it resolved because it becomes our quote-unquote normal. Our body becomes accustomed to doing things in that way. And the next thing you know, God forbid, but we have strokes and die at 40 or 35. Some people make choices that are based off of temporary things and circumstances way before their time. We depend on drugs. We depend on alcohol. We depend on sex. We depend on all these outside external things to fix something that's internal. And it doesn't make sense. We can't do that anymore, y'all. We got these babies out here. We got our purpose out here. We can't we can't stop being here for either one of those. But it all starts with us believing in ourselves and loving ourselves enough to want to be able to change what's going on. We have to change the narrative, you guys. If not for ourselves, at least for these kids. Please. I know I sound a little ghetto right now, but I <laughs> I'm so serious. Having kids, that changes the game. Changes the mindset. Changes how you look at life. We should want better for our kids. And we should also want to be able to express vulnerability to them as well. Black parents, we are not perfect. Please hear me out. We are not perfect. Be less abrasive with your kids. Allow your kids to see you vulnerable. Because once you feel comfortable with being vulnerable and being honest, then so can they. I hate hearing about stories where something bad happens to children or teenagers or older, you know, younger adults and the parents are clueless because, well, I didn't know. But it's because you didn't take the time and allow the space for your children and you to be vulnerable with each other. Nobody in life has everything figured out. 
But one thing we can do with our kids is work with them, not work over them. And definitely not work as if they're, or operate as if they're our slaves or our maids or whatever the case may be. These are still people with their own minds, their own hearts, and definitely their own spirits, their own purpose. So we have to treat them just like we would treat ourselves. If you wouldn't treat yourself how you're treating your kids, don't do it, whatever it is. Because more often than not, your children are going to have resentment, regret, X, Y, and Z towards you because you treated them with less regard than you treated yourself. And it doesn't make sense. Now, within reason, obviously, because we're just not letting these kids fly off the handle and just ba 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 like, wait, hold up. <laughs> you thought. <laughs> but we should have grace for ourselves and we should have grace for our children. And honestly, whoever else needs grace. But it starts with us. How we treat ourselves is a reflection of how we treat everybody else in our life. And in order to pour out to others, in order to be an example, in order to do anything where other people are involved outside of yourself, you have to first be there for you. Thank you for listening to When People Listen, the podcast. Hosted by Lanisha. Music by Lanisha. And recorded by Lanisha. Let's do better, you guys. Let's take our blinders off, our emotional blinders off, and really get the help that we need. Time is moving so fast. And before you know it, another year is going to be over with. And in that year, or say three years or five years, however long, What is it going to take for you to truly see that what you have going on is not working by itself? There's nothing wrong with additional help. There's nothing wrong with additional push. And if we're honest, just as we say children take a village, us adults need a village too. And that's just me being real and honest. Just as children need guidance, we need guidance too. Nobody has everything figured out. But I just hate seeing my community suffer. In this case, not for the lack of knowledge, but for the lack of being transparent and vulnerable. And for the lack of grace. 
that we should be giving ourselves, but we give to everybody else or just a lack of grace overall. Let's get this help so we can be better so that we're not just striving, but we're also thriving in what we're supposed to do, what we're purposed to do on this earth. So that not only will we impact those initial generations after us, but maybe, just maybe, our work, our efforts, our strides will be appreciated four or five generations down the road. Everything happens for a reason. Our past may have been ugly. Our past may have been brutal. But in order for us to get over the past, we have to address it. We just have to. And the sooner that we address the past and any traumas that have occurred, the sooner that we can be better and be freer to make room for the better that we have coming for our lives. Stuffed up with a bunch of mess, ain't no room for no blessing. You hear me? So let's start making room for our blessings, y'all. Let's go get some help. It's okay. I love y'all, and as always, until next time.